0: Lord be with you and with your spirit. a reading from the Holy Gospel according to mark Lord, Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee but he did not wish anyone to know about it he was teaching his disciples and telling them The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? but they remained silent they had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest then he sat down called the 12 and said to them if anyone wishes to be first he shall be the last of all and the servant of all taking a child he placed it in their midst And putting his arms round it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Prepare me to be signed to a hurry, right and true with, with thanksgiving. Be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With us given, I'll be a living sanctuary for. a living sanctuary for you my dear brothers and sisters
0: in christ the wicked say in the first reading from wisdom 2 12 to 20 so to speak the wicked say let us set the just one Let us beset the just one, because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings. Who are the wicked and who is the just one? Or who are the wicked and who are the just ones? If we come to the responsorial Psalm, Psalm 54, it says, For the haughty have risen up against me, The ruthless seek my life. They set not God before their eyes. So the wicked are those who don't want to have anything to do with God. They set not God before their eyes. Literally speaking, they don't want to see God, so to speak. They they are not interested in the things of God, and they are not interested in the progress of the things of God, so to speak. And they will oppose anything that has to do with God. That is the wicked. They don't want to even hear anything about God. And in fact, uh, Psalm 14 will say they are fools because they claim God doesn't exist. Amen. Amen. Now, who is the just one? The just one, I will just see, take some scriptures also and we'll see that. If we go to Romans chapter five, verse one, Romans five, verse one. Now that we have been justified by faith in God, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Paul wrote this letter. Who Who is he addressing the Romans who were Christians? Now that we have been justified by faith, through Christ in God. You realize that? So the Christian is the justified one or the just one. The just one refers to who? The Christian. If you, read to, if you read verse 9, it says, By his sacrificial death, we are now justified with God. How much more then will we be saved by him from God's anger? So the just one refers to who? The Christian. So, why would the wicked be angry with the just one, with the Christian? Friends, we should not be surprised at this. Why? Because the scriptures are very clear on that. In fact, if the wicked are not opposing us, and let's say on the contrary they love us, there is something wrong with our Christianity. The fact that they hate us shouldn't surprise us. In First Peter 4:12, I want to build the foundation. 1 Peter 4.12 says, we, we should not be surprised when we go through all kinds of persecutions from the wicked ones. We should not be surprised. If somebody tells you don't be surprised, it means you should even know that is that it's supposed to be the case. It shouldn't be unusual. Something that's that's something that should not surprise you means it is not strange, it's not new. Okay? So the Christian life. To be persecuted as a Christian should be a lesson. Do you understand? As a Christian, it is normal to be persecuted. In fact, it is abnormal not to be persecuted as a Christian. Jeremiah one eighteen to nineteen confirms that, and 2 Timothy three twelve makes it very clear who is the just one, who is the Christian. The just one, the Christian, is one who wants to be like Christ. Or the Christian is the one who is supposed to be like Christ. As Christians, we are supposed to be like Christ. And in fact, that is what it means to be holy. The holiness, a, a holy person is not a sinless person. There is no sinless person on earth. But we are called to holiness. A holy person is one who tries to be like God. Who tries to live the God kind of life. I've come that they may have life and have it in abundance. The God kind of life which we have received by our justification in Christ. We have been justified in Christ. So as Christians, our lives are supposed to be like Christ. That is why we are called Christians. The Christians were, the, the apostles or the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Why? Because their lives were patterned after the example of Christ. And in fact, that is what Jesus means and meant when he said, "Follow me, come, follow me. When you are following somebody, it's, it's supposed to be you are, you, are, you are supposed to imitate the person. In a sense, when you are following somebody, you are copying the person. So, as he walked, Jesus, we are supposed to walk in his footsteps. And whatever happened to him, you know, literally, if I am following you and pass through water, then I should also pass through the water. If I am truly following you, if I am truly following you, whatever you pass through, I must also pass through them. And that is why Jesus said, do not be surprised. In this world, they will hate you for my sake. Mark 13 verse 13 We are supposed to be hated by the world Not loved by it Not because we are doing something bad No, but by our very nature As Christians You know We are in a battlefield Light and darkness Now, when people are living In darkness, they don't want The light So when they are doing something evil And you flash light there They will be angry with you and as Christians, we are the light of the world. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And so, wherever there is darkness, when we arrive there, because they will not be comfortable, they will tend to hate us. And that's why they are confessing in the first reading. He says, They say what? Because he is obnoxious to us. How? He says, he reproaches us for trans- transgressions of the law and charges us with violations of our training. Let us see whether his words be true. For if the just one be the son of God, God will defend him and deliver him from the hand of his foes. With revilement and torture, let us put the just one to the test, that we may have proof of his gentleness. Let us condemn him to a shameful death. Why? Because he is obnoxious to us. Like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus came and confronted the Pharisees and the scribes. He opposed their teaching. And in fact, you see, in Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. Why? Because wherever things are not going right, according to the gospel of Paulus, and we as Christians step in there and try to do the right thing, once the other side doesn't want to do the right thing, they will oppose us. And that is where the persecution will come. But more often than not, we want to be liked. We don't want to be persecuted. We don't want to follow Christ as we are supposed to follow him. And that is why we are not being persecuted. But it is abnormal for a Christian not to be persecuted. But it is normal for a Christian to be persecuted. Because 2 Timothy three twelve makes it very clear. Anyone who wants to live a godly life, in union with Christ Jesus, we will be persecuted. It's automatic. And I challenge you, if you think I'm joking, just go out there and try it. Where you know people are not doing the right thing, go and try to prove them or to tell them to do the right thing, and you see it. But because many of us, or some of us, want to compromise our faith, even in our workplaces, when things are going right, we keep quiet, we, we turn a blind eye. But that is unchristian. We are right. We don't like Jesus says, you don't light the lamp and hide it. Let your light shine before the whole world so that they will give praise to God your Father. Our light must shine. And if you read also Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15, it is very clear. He says, as we go throughout the world, we should offer the world the message of the gospel, so to speak, and also ensure that we offer them the light of Christ. And that is the just one. But the good news is that anyone who tries to live like Christ will be a peaceful person. The wicked are never happy. The wicked are never peaceful. They may appear to be peaceful. And it's interesting. They said, let us beset the just one. When they were planning, they said, let us. When they were planning to do this to the uh, just one, the just one was not aware. He was innocent, he wasn't around, he wasn't there, and they were planning against him. But the good news is that the responsible Psalm says, The Lord upholds my life. The Lord will always come to the rescue of the just one. Sometimes he may appear silent, but God never makes mistakes. Even in the pain, at the right time he comes, he steps in. They are all, I mean, the scriptures are very clear, all things will work out for the good of the just one. The just one is a lover of Christ, Romans 8.28. And so as long as we love Christ and try to live after his example, everything will work out for our good. They may plan against us, but in their planning against us, that plan will end in our good. It's true. Like Joseph. But more often than not, the human nature, we don't want to go through suffering. We don't want to go through suffering. But you see, as Christians, our faith must be tested. Like gold, we are told in the scriptures. It has to be tested and be purified. And how are we tested and purified? Through persecution. Through persecution, we develop faith in God. We grow in our faith. But because some of us don't want to go through persecution, we are still weak in our faith. You know, if you even give birth to a child, and you are pampering the child, you don't even want the child to even walk. You don't want the child to even do anything. The child will grow up and be a weakling. You must sometimes, I mean, allow the child to go through some tough times if you want the well-being of the child. You don't pump the child through up, no. There is a time for everything. And persecution is part of the Christian life. But the good news is that in the midst of all the persecutions, we have peace and joy. And that is the interesting thing. That's why Jesus would tell us that the peace I give is not like that of the world. The world defines peace as the absence of trouble. But for the Christian, peace is the presence of God. Peace is the presence of God, not the absence of trouble. If God is present with you in the midst of trouble, you are are at peace. You will experience peace. You are safe if God is with you, even in, in crisis or in trouble. But you are not safe even if God is not with you in the absence of trouble. Even if there is no trouble in your life and God is not with you, you are not safe. But if God is with you and there is trouble around you, you are safe. This is what Mother Church wants us to learn today. And to remind us of our basic calling as Christians. We are the just ones. And as just ones, we must eschew every form of jealousy. We are told in the Second Reading, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, these are characteristics of the of the wicked one. Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, where. Wherever, whether in the church, in the house, and even in a person's life, if we harbor jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder and chaos in our lives. Wherever jealousy is. And why should we be jealous? If we understand who we are in Christ Jesus, there is no need to be jealous or envious of anybody or anything. It's true. If you listen very well to the gospel acclamation, it says, God has called us through the gospel to possess the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has called all of us, the just ones, the Christian. God has called us through the gospel to possess the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. The glory of Christ. So if God has called us, all of us, individually, To possess, all of us possess the glory of Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. If Christ is in us, and in fact he is in every Christian, then there is no need to be jealous of anybody. Your destiny is unique and glorious. My destiny is unique and glorious. And there is no need for me to be jealous of anybody. All of us are destined for greatness in Christ Jesus. We are destined for goodness, greatness. So no need to be jealous about anybody. And that is why Jesus would challenge and, and, and confront the disciples because they were arguing about who is the greatest. There is no need to argue about that. The blessings of God for my life doesn't affect you in the sense that if God blesses me, that doesn't deny him or deny you of your blessing. God has more than enough for each one of us. So if he blesses me or if he blesses you, I shouldn't be envious or jealous about that. Because that doesn't prevent him from blessing me also. He has more than enough to bless each one of us. And so if we have this at the back of our mind, there will be no need for unnecessary competition and jealousy, as we are told, and selfish ambitions. What God has said about you will come true as long as you remain in Christ. That doesn't affect me. What he has said about me too will come true. So why should I be digging a pit for you like the wicked? Why should I? No. It is not necessary. I don't know the time these wicked people we were planning. Was it in the night? Maybe they, so they denied themselves maybe of sleep. Think about it. Let's brainstorm. They denied, of, I mean, they wasted time. Instead of using the time to generate something beneficial. We sit down and we are planning evil. It is not good. It's not, it's not helping us. We put ourselves under unnecessary pressure and, 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 and unnecessary stress that is not the life of the christian we are called to possess the glory of christ and if we and if we understand what that means i've made a point your destiny is glorious in christ It's unique It's beautiful no need to envy anybody we only pray for grace to remain in christ and as long as we remain in him our destiny will come to manifestation at the right time we pray for this grace in this mass that the disciples jesus asked them uh, When he spoke with them, they said, "What? they did not understand, but they did not understand the saying. He spoke with them, they did not understand, but they were afraid to question him. Sometimes we act jealously because we don't understand the ways of God. We act like the wicked because we don't understand the ways of God. May God enlighten us daily to understand his ways, which are not always our ways. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. Sometimes His ways are contradictory to our ways, but His ways are always the best. We pray that He will help us to understand His ways and submit to His perfect will for each one of us. We pray for this grace in this Mass. Amen. Amen. Let us rise and profess our faith.